Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, a nation on edge. America's election fight turns ugly. The president's desperate court bid to keep his job as Joe Biden edges closer to victory. And tense scenes, armed protesters from both sides take to the streets while counting rolls on in crucial states. Closer to home, Melbourne's restriction push, pressure to wind back COVID rules as Victoria celebrates six straight days without a new case. And a husband's heartbreaking message to the drunk driver who killed his sister, his wife and their unborn twins. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. America is still waiting for an election result 48 hours after going to the polls. Vote counting continues in a handful of key battleground states which will determine who will become president. A conservative count has the numbers like this. Joe Biden much closer to the magic number of 270 than Donald Trump. But it's a count that remains on a razor's edge. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Ash, the race to the White House is narrowing. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, the race of the White House has continued into a third day and there are razor-thin margins in all of the states that are yet to be uh, confirmed as winning or losing. Uh, in terms of the numbers, Trump is leading in Georgia, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. Uh, Joe Biden leading in Nevada and Arizona with just 12,000 votes in the game in Nevada. Uh, the president is uh, tweeting this morning, stop the count and stop the fraud as tensions grow around the country. Every vote counts. Count every vote. Protesters protecting votes. Where are the votes? Where are the votes? Two camps divided. One group demanding counting continue, while others call for counting to stop. Near Phoenix, dozens of Trump supporters gather outside the elections building, some trying to get inside. The poll workers have to be escorted out by uh, armed sheriff's deputies. In Detroit, self-proclaimed election challengers tried to storm the room where votes are being counted. 50 protesters were arrested in New York after a peaceful rally turned violent. And every vote has to count. Donald Trump now sending in the lawyers to stop the count with an avalanche of cheating and rigging claims, suing in Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania and now Nevada. These mail ballots, they could be from Mars as far as we're concerned. Joe Biden could have voted 50 times. This is fraud. This is absolute fraud. We've seen it in Philadelphia before. They're trying to make a mockery of the election of this country. As Joe Biden edges ahead in the battle for the White House. I'm not here to declare that we've won. 
But I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. A divided America with no leader decided. Donald Trump hasn't been seen since making a speech at the White House on election night. And he's not just tweeting. He's issued a statement uh, a short time ago saying, if you count the legal votes, I easily win the election. If you count the illegal and late votes, they can still they can steal the election from us, possibly because Twitter has been uh, blocking some of his tweets and placing warnings uh, that they could carry misinformation. The Biden camp right now, though, confident, they say, that they'll have the numbers to make him the 46th president of the United States. Jody. Tense times. OK, thanks, Ash. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has broken his silence on the US election turmoil. Live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. What has the PM said? Good morning, Jody. Well, the Prime Minister was fairly measured in his response, saying he has confidence in the US electoral system and its democracy, despite growing uncertainty. The Prime Minister did confirm that he hasn't spoken to either candidate, as it would be inappropriate to do so, but believed Australia needed to respect the decision of voters. And we'll be patient and we'll await the outcome of their process. It's not for me to run a commentary on those things, and I won't. Um, I work uh, with the President of the United States as the Prime Minister of Australia and I've enjoyed a very productive working relationship with the President. However, former Ambassador to the United States Joe Hockey was less measured in his response backing Donald Trump's call for a legal challenge. He agreed electoral fraud had occurred in the election, saying some results were hard to believe. Labor have slammed the comments, but the Prime Minister is calling for calm and patience. Jody. Okay, thanks, Taylor. Pressure is building on the Victorian Premier to further ease Melbourne's COVID restrictions after the state recorded a sixth consecutive day with no new infections. Active cases are now down to their lowest level since March and there are no active cases in the aged care sector. It follows hundreds of deaths and thousands of workers and residents contracting the virus since the pandemic began. Victoria is on track to ease rules this weekend, but it's unclear how far remaining restrictions will be wound back. Sydney's world-famous Mardi Gras parade will look dramatic, dramatically different next year with the city march scrapped and a celebration to take place at the SCG, the traditional parade on Oxford Street, which has taken place every year since 1978, will be moved to the cricket ground. 23,000 people will be allowed into the stadium under new COVID-safe protocols. Richard Moananu was high on drugs, drunk and speeding when he caused a devastating crash, killing newlywed Catherine Wang and her unborn twins. Her husband Bronco had his family destroyed, but still says he doesn't hate their killer, who's been jailed for 15 years. And a warning some viewers may find this report confronting. Bronco Wang is haunted, a man who lost four loved ones. The fact is that they're not here anymore. Richard Moananu is only legally responsible for killing two of them, Bronco's wife Catherine and his 17-year-old sister Belinda Wang, in a car when it was obliterated at Orchard Hills in 2018. Bronco survived. For him, his two unborn sons were already part of the family. Twin boys due to be born the following week. Roman and Archer. They're still very much my angels. Bronco told of the news when he woke from his coma. He had missed their funerals. It is totally devastating, a terrible loss. 
loss, the judge said. Words can be of no real comfort in these circumstances. Moananu was speeding at 112 kilometres an hour, was drunk and high on drugs. He hit a median strip, catapulting his car onto the wrong side of the road. In an amazing act of forgiveness, Bronco Wang has offered to meet up with him once he's released from jail. With time already served, that won't happen until at least 2028, with Richard Moananu sentenced to a decade behind bars. He is a human being at the end of the day. We're all human. We all make mistakes. A mistake that will haunt them both for the rest of their lives. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. A father who was jailed over a one-punch attack has walked free on bail. Wail Amir struck another dad at a screening of Frozen 2 at a Sydney cinema last year. The men were arguing over a children's toy when Amir delivered the single blow. The victim suffers ongoing injuries. Amir was sentenced to 12 months in jail but was yesterday granted bail until he returns to court in January. An elderly North Queensland couple has been killed after their home elevator malfunctioned. The man and woman, both in their 80s, were thrown from the elevator onto a concrete floor. They suffered head injuries and were taken to Townsville University Hospital, where they later died. Queensland's election may take another week to decide the closest seats, with Bundaberg, Nicklin and Currumbin separated by just a handful of votes. Liberal MP David Blatt is trailing by just two dozen for the seat of Bundaberg. Two hundred and fifty thousand postal ballots are still outstanding. Craig McLaughlin's indecent assault trial has heard the actor sent videos of himself simulating a sexual act to one of his female co-stars. But the 55-year-old told Melbourne's magistrate's court he was just joking in the phone clips. The magistrate described the videos as silly and vulgar and blocked their release to the public. The hearing continues. Parents are being warned powdered milk products could be harming their children. A new report has found they're high in sugar, low in nutrients and up to four times as expensive as regular milk. The money that you save by not buying these products, spend it instead on fresh fruit and vegetables. Health groups are calling on the federal government to set higher labelling and marketing standards. 40% of shoppers believe grocery prices rose during the pandemic, according to the latest Product of the Year survey from Nielsen. 64% said they tried new brands this year, while plant-based sugar and gluten-free products were all popular. With COVID, there's a real focus on improving our health and lifestyle choices, and I think that's been a key driver for, the, for these trends. Top products included lamb chops, tea and cheese and crackers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Prince Charles has revealed he wants to see an end to our addiction to throwaway fashion. In a Rare magazine interview, he speaks candidly about his own dress sense and his passion for environmental protection. 
He admits he's not a dedicated follower of fashion, but the Prince of Wales's style has certainly been scrutinised. He's now opened up about his dress sense, revealing his commitment to the environment also applies to what he wears. I'm one of those people who hates throwing anything away. I rather like trying to keep things as long as I possibly can. In a photo as part of his interview with Vogue, Prince Charles wears a linen jacket made 30 years ago, and it was a favourite scene during his visit to Cornwall in 2018. At Harry and Meghan's wedding, he wore a morning coat dating back to 1984. As long as I retain the same shape and can go on fitting into things, I'd rather have them repaired, you know what I mean, and maintained. The Prince's Foundation is now supporting a project to create sustainable luxury fashion, training students to nurture skills that could be lost. It seems to me there's huge opportunities, particularly now within the whole sustainable fashion sector, to counter this extraordinary trend of throwaway clothing. Yes. Or throw away everything, frankly. In describing his own fashion sense, the prince doesn't flatter himself. I thought I was like a stopped clock. I'm, I'm <laughs> right <laughs> twice every 24 hours. Anyway, people then come round after 25 years to dressing like I do. He may have seen many trends come and go, but it seems Prince Charles remains a classic. Edwina Bartholomew, Seven News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up by almost 500 points this morning as investors wait for the result of the US election. The Nasdaq is also surging. In London, the FTSE closed slightly higher. Germany's DAX finished the day almost 2% higher. Closer to home, the Asian markets closed higher, including the All Lords and the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,948 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 39 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72.5 US cents, 75 Japanese yen, and $1.7 New Zealand. England has entered a second national lockdown to combat a new surge in COVID infections. In London, pubs and bars were packed as many took advantage of the last night before restrictions are enforced. The lockdown is due to end on December 2nd, but the UK Chancellor's decision to extend wage support payments until March has cast doubt over that date. Rescue workers in India are racing to save the lives of more than 50 people after a passenger boat capsized in a river. So far, one person is confirmed dead, but the exact number of fatalities is unknown as rescue efforts continue. Witnesses say cattle and motorcycles were also on board. Razor-thin margins are separating Donald Trump and Joe Biden in the race to become president. Live to US correspondent Tim Lester in Wilmington, Delaware. Good morning, Tim. The Biden camp remains extremely confident this morning. Good morning, Jody. Yes, that's certainly the indication from Jen O'Malley Dillon, the leader of the camp, the campaign boss for Joe Biden. She spoke with media this morning and suggested that she is absolutely confident that Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. That, though, belied when you look around the six of the 50 US states that are still counting votes at the moment and the furious races going on in some of them. For example, in the key state of Pennsylvania, enough electoral college votes there alone to take Joe Biden over the line were he to win it. 600,000 vote lead to Donald Trump has now shrunk to just over 100,000 votes. 
as Joe Biden uh, stages a great run to the finish line based on mail-in or absentee ballots. He, ballots. He's winning those at a rate of about four to one. In other states, though, an opposite trend. Arizona had been called by Associated Press and others as in the Democrat or Biden column. The margin has narrowed in favour of President Trump. Today we expect results out of Nevada. It may well prove important to the race. Uh, other results, though, may have to wait a day or two yet. Jody? Okay, Tim Lester in Delaware, thank you. The NRL's concussion protocols have been questioned after Blues skipper Boyd Cordner was cleared to return to the field following a head knock in Wednesday's State of Origin opener. Coach Brad Fittler will be forced to make changes to the squad, with Cameron Murray ruled out for the campaign with a hamstring injury, and Cordner is now in doubt. It's not ideal to keep getting a head knock, so like I'm no, I understand that, but. You know, I've got the best people around me. The Blues will face Queensland in Game 2 next Wednesday in Sydney. A shaken-up Wallabies squad will take on the All Blacks in Brisbane tomorrow night after coach Dave Rennie took an axe to the squad. Five players have been dumped from the starting side following the record loss at ANZ Stadium, including rookie fly-half Noah Lalesio. He's got a really good skill set, but that, that probably wasn't sharp enough in the weekends. We did consider throwing him back in, but... Um... It's a very, very young group. Reese Hodge moves to number 10 in place of Lalesio. New Saint Brad Crouch says his decision to leave the Adelaide Crows was a no-brainer. The 26-year-old has revealed he signed with St Kilda not because he wanted to return to Victoria, but because he wants to win a premiership. Crouch will miss the first two matches for the Saints next season after he was found in possession of cocaine with Crows teammate Tyson Stengel. Sydney cricket fans won't see any men's big bash games until the new year, if at all. Cricket Australia has released a revised schedule for games until the end of next month. The competition begins on Thursday, December 10 in Hobart, with Launceston, Canberra, Brisbane, Gold Coast and Adelaide to also host games. Border restrictions will determine whether Sydney, Melbourne and Perth can host games in January. Taking a more detailed look at the weather around the country now, a trough passing over northern WA is triggering some thunderstorms. Another trough passing over central Queensland is bringing some patchy mid-level cloud that will move towards New South Wales from a southerly flow. Patchy low-level cloud lies over coastal parts of Victoria and Tasmania. The remainder of the country is mostly cloud-free. Around the capitals today, sunny and 27 degrees in Brisbane. Wind easing atop of just 19 in Sydney. Mostly sunny in Canberra, a late shower or two in Melbourne atop of 16 degrees. Cloudy in Hobart and 17. Partly cloudy in Adelaide today, cloudy also in Perth and a possible shower or storm in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday the 6th of November.